owners of a direct care practice were more likely to experience higher job satisfaction than the insurance-based practices, and it's no wonder why. Direct care is independent of insurance. Patients pay the doctor directly for their expertise. The doctor gets full autonomy in how they care for patients and how they get paid, and not by somebody without a medical degree. We've chosen this path for the love of medicine. This is the direct care way. By listening to this podcast, you may even start to believe that you too can have a successful direct care practice. Come listen with an open mind as I share my personal journey on how I pivoted from an insurance-based practice to direct care right in the middle of a pandemic and the valuable lessons along the way. This podcast may be the very thing you need to revitalize your medical practice. I'm your host, owner of a direct care podiatry practice, Dr. T. Nguyen. Hey there, Dr. T here. Got some lessons for you. Fast and efficient because who's got time to listen to a very long-winded story, but wanted to share with you the lessons from my first pole dancing class that I took yesterday. So of course I'm always trying to find analogies that I can try to make business a little bit more relatable. You know, business is not a thing that we learned in medical school in any capacity. Maybe we shadowed some private practices, but as far as the core of business, the reason why we serve and the mechanism and how we get paid and all the stuff in between, we don't really get taught that. You just kind of learn it by osmosis, by who you hang around with, right? But that's why I'm here. I'm here to remind you of the stuff you probably already know, or maybe introduce some new things that you didn't know. I sure hope you learned something from today's show. So I have not danced since high school, and that was like two decades ago. And the only form of dancing I have done more recently is in my bathroom with my daughter, my three-year-old daughter, Violet. So I don't have any professional training in dancing, and so... I decided to do something different. I wanted to try something different because I'm always trying to get in the habit of doing something new and different that's a little bit uncomfortable because I won't really know if I like it if I don't try. So I'll tell you about my experience. I booked this class and I was really eager to be in the class because I've never ever done it before, but I was waitlisted. So I was waitlisted and then I got got a little bit anxious about it because I was like, if I don't get the class, when do I get to do the next one, like, how do I get in, how do I get in faster, and then I finally get in, get off the wait list and into the classroom, going there with the expectation of it being a small class, because there was a wait list, and I thought I had read on, on their website that they only allow a certain number of students, so I get there and the room is full, actually when I get there, I'm actually kind of late, so I'm the last one to show up. So I was a little bit nervous already and um, a little bit of anxiety was starting to fill my cup. And the instructor was polite and said, why don't you join us? And I said, great, so where do I change? And so I have to go around this huge building looking for a place to change. And I find this tiny little bathroom stall that can barely fit me in the toilet. But I change just my shorts. And throughout the whole time, I'm arguing my way out of this. Like, do I really want to be here? Do I really want to the girl that shows up late um you know I kind of wasn't feeling it at the time I wasn't excited anymore I got there and I was like okay you know what let's just commit I was really uncomfortable already sure enough 
I am the most unfit person in that classroom, probably the oldest as well. Uh, but I decided to just kind of live through this discomfort and see what happens. So the first lesson here is it's okay to be uncomfortable. Go through it anyway. So I did. So I talked myself out of it and I said just commit to the one hour class that we've got together here. Together as in you and my brain because I'm constantly fighting with it. And see what happens. It's a new experience. Embrace it. Which is kind of my mantra anyway. Like just go through it. Okay. And then so we start learning the lesson and and I don't get a lot of it. Like the choreography continues to get more complex with each step. And this was an introduction to pole dancing, spin pole dancing, by the way. I did not know poles can spin. So there's that. I thought poles were static. So also learn a new thing there. Uh, and this was the spin version. And the teacher's like, maybe next time you want to do the static class. I'm like, okay, I don't know. It said intro and I came here for the intro. And so here I am at the intro. Turns out it was not very intro because everyone has taken this class before. And I, again, I knew the very least, but I did whatever the teacher said anyway. So number two lesson is, it's okay to not be good. That's the point. You take on a new thing, you're not going to be good. That's the point. You're supposed to be there to learn. So I learned. And I'm not good today. And I probably won't be good tomorrow. And how do you get good at something? You keep practicing. You keep practicing even if you're uncomfortable. Even if your brain is telling you otherwise. Listen, your brain is trying to, is always in survival mode. Survival mode for your brain is things that are comfortable, things that keep you in bed. And sometimes you have to actively fight that. And luckily we have the brain, the smarts, the tools to know how to fight that. And so as I am, I'm fighting it. So I fought the urge to leave halfway in the class. I continued on and I said, it's okay to not be good. It's obvious I'm not good. I don't have to announce it to the world. I don't have to wear it on my sleeve that I'm not good. But they were very willing to help me, kind of. The class was full. Um, again, me trying to walk myself out of this classroom, but I didn't. So you'll be happy to know I completed the class. I was uncomfortable 100% of the time. But you know, the lesson, the third lesson that I got was that you don't have to do it alone. There are experienced people that you can learn from. In business, that could be a mentor, it could be a coach, it could be somebody you really admire and want to emulate. Maybe they don't call themselves a mentor, but you respect them in that way and you want to learn from them and they're willing to teach because they love what they do and they want others to succeed. So the girls in the, in the class were super nice. It was, you know, a shared poll, which already, you know, like talk about being uncomfortable, being late on, you know, one problem on top of another. Now I had to share and now I had to like socialize a little bit, which was a little bit out of my bubble in general. This is me like not even in a pandemic. I just kind of like my own space, my own thing, like all the time. But I embraced it. I said very, you know, I was very thankful for her to share her poll graciously. I didn't have to beg for space. She was just like offered it. So I did the thing. Um, and nobody like pointed and laughed, which is super nice. <laughs> so, or if they did, I wasn't listening to them because I was listening to myself in pain, struggling in all the positions. Um, but the point here is that you don't have to do it alone. I was able to ask the instructor to help me step by step because... I just wasn't catching it. She was very fast. Everybody was experienced. But she was willing to she was willing to show me a couple of steps, you know, slowing it down. Lesson number three. Don't do it alone. 
Uh, okay. And then lesson number four, because there's there's got to be like 20 different gems in this entire hour experience that I had, but I really wanted to break it down to the most essential. That's going to help you in your business as well. Or the transition that you're wanting to make into direct care practice. Um, you know, these are the same business concepts. The last one, I want you to remember this. You will not die. I did not die. Although I felt like I was dying, you know, each five minutes that passed by, I was really waiting for that hour to be done. But I finished it and I didn't die. What's the story we tend to tell ourselves? That we're going to die. That this is going to be so painful. This experience that we're exploring is going to kill us. That's the, that's the level of agony we kind of have told ourselves. And you need to recognize that the stories you're telling yourself is not always helpful. And you should know that you can choose another story. So my story was, I'll probably die here, you know, embarrassed, old, unfit, uh, in front of everybody, people I don't even know. <laughs> or I can say, well, I accomplished the one goal of just completing a new activity. And I went in from start to finish. And that's cool. I can check that off on my to-do list and it's done. And it felt really good to complete it and to com and not feel like I gave up on myself. I mean, I'm telling you, that hour felt like a really long, long time when I was just getting frustrated in the various positions. If you know pole dancing, they're, they're, um, the mechanics of it, you, you rely on your skin to hold yourself on the bar and body weight and certain positions that help you leverage the position so you actually look graceful and not like a stumbling sloth like I was. Um, and so having survived it made me feel a little bit proud of myself, a little bit stronger, a little embarrassed of course, but that's why I'm sharing that with you so that you know you're not alone in your journey. Um, and you don't, you don't have to be alone. There's a lot of us out here willing and able and eager to help. So those are the four lessons I learned from my first pole dancing class experience. And you're probably wondering if I'm going to go do it again. And the answer is probably not, at least not that class because I was late because it was on the other side of town from where I was working. So if I do decide to do it again, I'm going to give myself a lot more grace. And you know what? I have experience under my belt. I can now say I am aware that there is such a thing as a spinning pole. <laughs> um, and I know that it takes a lot of physical ability to hold your own body up on a pole. I learned how to be less slippery. There's you know stuff to, to make to help you succeed. You just have to ask the right people on how to do that. Um, but I do foresee myself taking another pole dancing class in some fashion because you know what, now that I have experience, I want to get better at it. I want to get like a couple of steps solid. And I think with just a couple of steps, I can actually make a, a routine out of it. And let me tell you today, I'm freaking sore. So I know it was a good workout, not only for my body, but also for my mind. You know, we're always constantly arguing with ourselves. And sometimes you just got to like zip it, experience it, live it, and then learn from it. So to recap, the four lessons I learned from my first pole dancing class. Number one, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Go through it anyway. Number two, it's okay to not be good. So keep practicing. Number three, 
You don't have to do it alone. There are experienced people that you can learn from. And number four, stop telling yourself useless stories like you're going to die. That's not helpful. You can choose another story. You can say, I will learn from this experience. I hope you got something useful out of this episode. If you have experience with pole dancing, I'd love to know whether it be a newbie like me or you're well experienced to have some tips and pearls. I'd love to hear about it. The reason I share this experience with you is because it gives you a glimpse of what it's like to do something new, something that you've never tried before, but you are kind of curious about it. And a lot of people right now are really curious about an alternative way to practice medicine that is not dependent on insurance reimbursement. We're all fed up, but we're not quite sure what to do next. And I wanted to show you another way to practice medicine without insurance interference. So I hope you found this interesting. Maybe you learned a couple of things. I know it's hard to even conceptualize if this is a possible path for you. That was me two years ago. I want to reassure you, you don't have to make a decision today. This is not something to take lightly. It is not something that you can just change overnight. But I'm glad you're here. And it's really exciting to share my story with other people who were in the same place I was just two years ago. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you like what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe so more people like you can have access to another way of practicing medicine, the direct care way. Let's connect. Find my info in the show notes and send me your questions. It might be the topic for the next episode. And lastly, if you remember nothing else, remember this. You are in control of your future. See you next time.